Ah, oh, cool. Do you think we could have the lights down for a minute? I mean, you don't really need to see me. Well, yeah. Actually, you can see me anyway, can't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's slightly out of focus, that picture, but never mind. That's all right. Okay. Um, I'm going to pray first. Father God, you have a word for every single person here this morning. And Father God, I ask that that word will go to each person's heart so that when they leave this place, they will have that word in them. In Jesus' name, I ask it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Philippians 4, um, verses 4 to 7 says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving bring your request to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts or guard your hearts in Christ Jesus I'm going to repeat the first bit of that again rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice this picture up here, a bit fuzzy, um, it's a place in Florida called Celebration. I visited it with uh, Derek and his wife Joyce, and I took Elaine as well, you know. Yeah, she, she came along as well. And it was a lovely place, wasn't it, Elaine? It was a really beautiful place. And, uh, and we were just visiting it. But while we were there... Um, we were just about to have, a, I, I was going to take a photograph of the other three that they'd got me in and they knew that, you know, that wasn't so good. Uh, but just as I was about to take a photograph, a couple came along and they, uh, they said, oh, do you want to take a photograph of all of us? And uh, the other three let me join in with them, which was really nice. And they took a photograph and, and they had on their T-shirts a thing saying casting crowns. Now, I happen to know, because I'm really cool, um, but that is that's a Christian rock band. And um, so I, afterwards, when I went to get the camera back, I was about to say, well, is that, are you a Christian? Do you? And then I saw on the top of this guy's hat it said rejoice in the Lord always so I kind of guessed yeah they're Christians <laughs> it's, it's just uh, just like uh, you know <laughs> kind of got that and uh, I said oh you know we got chatting and, and about stuff and um, it turned out that they'd lived in New York but now they lived in celebration they weren't visiting they actually lived in celebration and what I want to ask are a few things, just a few things I want to sort of throw out this morning. One is, do we live in celebration? What is a place of celebration like? What can take us out of a place of celebration? And what can bring us back into a place of celebration? And how should we live in a place of celebration. So those are the things I just, just want to go over. I, I won't kind of say everything that there is to say about such a thing, but I hope some of the things are what God wants you to hear. 
So first of all, do we live in a place of celebration? Paul tells us to rejoice. Uh, Do we have reasons to rejoice? Reasons to celebrate? I think the key is that little phrase, in the Lord, in the Lord. What does celebration What does celebration mean? It means rejoicing over something. It means uh, giving worth to a person or an event. You know, loads of, that's where we get the word celebrity from. And lots of people, uh, they get magazines like Hello Magazine and uh, they read newspapers that have all about celebrities and they find out and know about all sorts of bizarre things about what their third child's name is, you know, and, uh, you know, where they go on their holidays and what sort of food they eat. And they know so much about these magazines and about these celebrities and what diets they're on and, and so on. But I just want to say, who better to celebrate than Jesus? You know, we had... A, I loved this morning. Thank you. That was a great time of celebrating Jesus because... We can celebrate Jesus' life. We can celebrate his words. Those amazing things that he says, things that have transformed my life, things that transform people's lives, things that have transformed the world. What a great thing to celebrate. The amazing things that Jesus did. That not just the miracles, but just the way he carried himself, the, the way he, he dealt with people. Absolutely amazing. What a person to find out more about. What a person to celebrate. What a person to do like Dave does and get excited and bounce around a bit. You know, I can't do a Dave bounce, but, you know, sometimes I want to, you know, because Jesus is worth celebrating. There is so much about him. What he achieved on the cross for each one of us. What he's achieved for for the world, for everybody, but what he's done personally in my life, in your life, those are the things that we can celebrate. Surely we should be in a place of celebration. In a sense, uh, church is a place of celebration, isn't it? Um, I, I know we don't actually live in church, although I, I imagine that sometimes Judith thinks she does actually live in this place. But... Uh, We just come here once, twice, three times, four times, whatever, however many times a week. We don't live in this place, although it is a place of celebrating. We had a fantastic time this morning. But, you know, we need to celebrate and live in a place of celebration all week. We need to carry that around with us in our workplaces, in our community, wherever we go. We can be celebrating Jesus Paul says, rejoice in the Lord on Sundays. No, he doesn't, does he? He says, rejoice in the Lord always, always. And that's to do with being with the Lord. And it said in that passage I read, the Lord is near you. The Lord is near. And it's having that consciousness of the Lord being near, your relationship with him, his love for you. Oh, Wasn't it great what what Pam said? Where are you, Pam? You're over there, right at the back, in the dark, you know. It's great that you're back with us, because you had a little while 
time away, didn't you? And I, I want to celebrate that. You know, isn't that, you know, that's the other thing you see. Rejoicing in what God is doing now. You know, the people he is looking after and helping and doing things with. We need to be conscious of that. We need to see the great things that God is doing. He is not, he is not a dead God. Do you know, we've had such brilliant prophecy and talking this morning. Because, you know, we had Larry, the bishop himself, coming out the front and, and, and telling us, you know, that we don't want a dead church. People are looking for something that is alive. And we have a saviour who is alive. We have a faith that is alive, that goes on. So, rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is near. And, and if we're anxious, we can come to him. Uh, and I'm going to go on to, to say a couple of things about what is this place of celebration like. Now, this is where I am. Um, <laughs> this place, may, it's a beautiful place. It looks like an old American town. It was built, the whole lot started to be built in 1993, I think it was. Uh, the whole lot. And it was planned. It was, uh, it was planned by um, the Disney Corporation. <laughs> That's, that'll upset a few people. It's a few... Um, it, it was all planned. It was planned so that it would be a community that worked. A community that wasn't... There are no massive concrete high-rise things here. There aren't massive roads. And if you go around Florida, if anyone here has ever gone around parts of Florida, you will see that there are roads the size of Carshorton. You know, there are huge roads. They are so wide. I don't know how, you know, you'd need to take your lunch with you to get across them, you know. I mean, they are just so big. And there's, oh, well. But this place is not. It goes back to being sort of an old-fashioned community-type place with nice little shops and, and paths and stuff like that. You can actually walk around here without being run over and dying and stuff like that. It's, it's planned. And, and I want to say that our place of celebration is planned. That we're part of God's plan. And knowing that is really crucial to celebrating, really. It's knowing where we are. That we're not a mistake, an accident, or anything like that. You're not here today by chance. You're here because God wants you here this morning. You're not where you are in your job, in your place, in your community by accident. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your family. He has a plan for this community. We can't always see it. But when we see it and we go along with it, then that puts us in a place of celebration. Now, this place was actually a vision from Walt Disney. He... he he wanted something like the place that he was brought up in, a place where everyone talked to each other, where people were friendly, where, you know, where everything was pretty idyllic, really, I suppose you'd say. And it was a vision. 
And I want to say as well that our place of celebration here needs to be a place of vision. We, we need to look beyond what we see in front of us. When we look at our community and we see that people out there may be lost, people out that, you know, things aren't what we would want them to be, we need to have the vision to say we can change that with God's power. We need to have people who think outside the box with us. I want to tell you one of the most scary little phrases that anyone leading hears from people. It's this little phrase. Why don't we... Yeah? Why don't we do this? Why, why don't we... Because it's quite scary. Because sometimes, you know, those ideas are quite freaky and mean something happening. But, you know, if we don't have people saying, why don't we? If we don't have people upsetting things, people of vision, people seeing things that look impossible now. But don't forget, for God, nothing is impossible. Everything is possible. We need people of vision. And I believe that our place of celebration as a church and as individuals is a place of vision. It's also a shared place. It's a place where, in the Bible, it has this phrase. Jesus says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. We need to be connected to each other. We, we need to care about each other. We need to get involved with each other. I, I'm not going to... This isn't a knocking thing. I said it last week, and it's something to celebrate, but celebrate with humility and, and keep a close watch on our kind of family atmosphere that we get. I, I do welcome out the front. Now, I, that's okay, because I see people coming in, and I... And I see Dave and Carol coming in. I say, hi, it's really nice to see you. And Alan tells me that Dave is a bit of a joker. And I think that's like some other Dave I know. And so, I, so I'll avoid him. Um, uh, and then over here, we've got Maddie and Jacob. You know, say hi, Maddie and Jacob. Hi. Good, good. Yeah, because, you know, what worries me is I say hello at the front. And I've been to lots of churches, and, this is, uh, and that's why I'm saying this is said with humility. Get, don't get me, uh, it's not showing off our church. But it's saying this, it's saying this. I go to lots of churches where the person at the front, you know, says, Hi, welcome, hello, hello, you come from, you know, wherever you come from. But once you're in, that's it. No one else talks to you because they're all too busy talking to all their mates. Okay. If that happens here, I will be mad, okay? I will jump on people's heads, you know, because that is just not on, okay? That is not welcome. What I do is not welcome. That's just, hi, you know, nice to see you at our church. What's welcome is what you do in here, okay? That's what matters. That's... That's why I don't have a welcome rotor and a welcome team, because every single person here is on the welcome team, right? I, one of the early people, one of the guys who was one of our early leaders asked, uh, suggested that the people in the welcome team should have, like, T-shirts with, like, Horizon Church on them. You know, some places do that kind of guff. But, I, you know, there is no way 
no way, if I'm in leadership here, that that's going to happen because it kind of puts something on somebody else and it takes the responsibility off you lot, okay? We are, we share in celebration. We share in celebration. I'll be having words with Maddie and Jacob afterwards. If they haven't been welcomed enough, you die. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay, just, just saying, okay? Okay, what takes us out of celebration? Uh, you know, I'm not going to labour this too much, but there are some very straightforward things, and one of them was mentioned this morning by Judith, because I know God wants us to be talking about this this morning. Outside, being outside God's ways are one of the things that help us lose our celebration. When we've done stuff we know we shouldn't have done. It's as simple as that. And we feel guilty about it. We feel cheesed off and we lose our sense of joy. The answer is, and you've already had it from Judith, get it right. Go, the answer to all these things is go back to God. Go back to him. He's the source of all joy. He's the source of forgiveness. He's the person who will sort you out. Okay? Go to him. Or we're outside God's will. Slightly different. This is where, this is what God has for your life. You know, these are tricky things. You know, God, God says, you, you get the idea that God is saying to you, go there, but you don't really want to go there. You get the idea that God wants you to have this job, and you don't want that job. God is saying, do this, and you really don't want to do this. You're, you're in God's ways. You're not doing bad things. You're just not in his will going the way he wants you to go. And I tell you, you won't be content. You will not get over it. He'll keep bugging you and bugging you and bugging you. He really will. And you won't be, you just won't feel right. And that's straightforward. The answer, go to God. Go to him. Get it sorted out with him. Um, then the other one is being, I've put this outside God's hope. So outside God's way is outside God's will. Outside God's hopes. What do I mean by this? Um, when Paul was in prison, which is not the best kind of place to be, and he'd been treated badly, his response with his mate was to start singing hymns and praising God and rejoicing. Rejoicing in the Lord. His situation was rubbish. But he knew that he had God on his side and he could rise above that situation. One of the problems we have, I've had it, you know, I'm, is where you want something and, and what you are, what you want is dependent. Yeah, your, your, your joy becomes dependent on you getting something in this world. Whether it's the job you really want, the house you really want. Um, the holiday you really want, the money you really whatever it is. God, God doesn't say you can't have that. Oh, that's not, yeah, God gives fantastic things and he, he loves you to have good houses, holidays, jobs and so on and so forth. But it's when everything depends on that. You know, I know this because I'm a Fulham supporter. <laughs> okay, Dave knows this. He just walked in this morning, walked past me, and we just nodded to each other. Because our chances of going up automatically have just flown out, yeah, as Dave says, flown out the window. If you, if you set your hearts and you put your faith in 
things of this world, you are likely to come a cropper. You'll always be disappointed in the end, Fulham supporter or not. You will always be disappointed in the end, okay? Go for what God wants you to have. And he wants you to have so much. He will bless you and bless you and bless you. But don't you depend on this world's success. What can put us back in? Well, I've already said, go to God. Going to him. He puts everything, all of those in perspective. He puts you back in his way. He can put you back in his will. And he can give you the perspective that says to you, what I want for you is the best. You will never want more of the best than I can want for you. That's what God says. The other one is to be with God's people. I think, again, this has been mentioned. You know, one of the things we sometimes think is we're having a rotten time, and I, I, can't, go to, I can't go to church, and they want to be happy and all the rest of it, and... Uh, They'll ask me how I am and, you know, we'll sing all those nice jolly songs and everyone will be whatever. Hey, it's when you're down, it's the best place to be is with God's people. We, we can then pray with you. We can, we can rejoice with you and we can weep with you. We can love you and care about you. We, we need each other. We need to be able to encourage one another. We need to be able to say things to people, speak into people's lives. You need to hear things when you come to church that make a difference to you. That will put you back in your place of, of celebration. I, I had an encouragement last week, and, and it's, it's, not a, it's not kind of a big deal. Um, I was just walking down with Elaine, we're walking down Sutton High Street, and a lady just kind of zooms up on my blind side, taps him on the shoulder and says, I just want to encourage you. And she's a lady who is the, was the mum, well, is the mum, of uh, someone who was at one of the schools that I was a head teacher at. And, and she had no reason to do it, except she is a Christian. She does love the Lord, and she believes in encouraging people. She tapped me on the shoulder and she said, I just want to encourage you. She said, you know, Isabel, my daughter, she's just become a head teacher. And I, I thought you ought to know that. And uh, I just thought, crack on. Yeah. We can lift each other up. Yeah? We can speak into each other's lives and we can, we can encourage people. You know, and it's so so important that's how we can be in a place of celebration and I'm just going to I want to say how we should live in a place of celebration first thing find things to celebrate <laughs> be positive yeah I can tell you I can I could be here now and I can tell you a whole load of miserable stuff you know I could I could um, I, I mean it, despite the fact Dave's not here you know, I could be down, you know, but work on that one. Um, but, you know, there are so much to be grateful for. I had a mate called Ken, um, and we'd be, this was at college, and we'd be walking back, and I, I was sharing a house with him. Um, and we'd be walking back up this huge drive at Trent Park, 
and he'd say to me, do you know what, what let's, find, let's, let's each think of five things that are a blessing to us. You know, he was a bit religious like that. And, uh, but he was right, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there was a really, really old song, which actually I, I don't, I'm not sure I ever sang. No, no, wait, no, come on, sing it, sing Count it. your blessings, see what, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. There you go. Right on. Cracking. Do you know what? It's true. Maybe old, but heck, it's true, isn't it? Right? We need to find things to celebrate. Uh, do things to celebrate. Do things to celebrate. I'm going to ask you a really, it's not a trick question. It's an easy question. Okay. What do you have to do in order to celebrate running a marathon? Run it. If you want to celebrate climbing a mountain, you have to climb the mountain. If you want to celebrate something, you've got to do it. Okay? And if you never take a chance, if you never take a risk, if you never have that vision to have a go at something, then you won't get the chance to celebrate it. Yeah, you might mess up, but come on, who cares? You know, try something. And then you get something to celebrate. If you do things, you've got something to be thankful for and rejoicing. And always remember who is the source of your celebration. Celebration isn't for your sake, it's for his sake. Celebration is for his glory, not your glory. But it does do your heart good and helps you rejoice. I just want to say one last thing. In the town of celebration, it sometimes rains. Yeah, nothing Disney could do about that. <laughs> Probably would have liked to, but he couldn't. It was lovely and sunny when we went around all these beautiful lakes, seeing all these different birds, and uh, it was all, all nice, but I know sometimes it rains, and sometimes the place isn't as perfect as you'd like it. We all go through tough times when celebration's the last thing on our minds. And at those times, we need to go to the shelter of our loving Heavenly Father. We need to go to Him. And we need to go to the shelter of the family of God. If we are the family of God, we should be some, some people that we can go to. We need to be there to show, to be able to show each other the way to God's shelter. Because sometimes when you're in the middle of a load of rubbish, you can't see it. You're too kind of taken up with your own bad you need someone to you know hold your hand and take you there sometimes and uh we yeah we just we just need to open our open our hearts to give other people shelter from the storms of their life okay i'm not going to say anymore because i i just think uh i just I just hope that something has come into you at some point this morning about celebration because I'd love it if every one of us was living not in that celebration but in living in a place of celebration day by day. I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you that you give us a cause to celebrate.
Thank you that we've seen causes to celebrate this morning. Thank you we're going to hear about more causes to celebrate. And thank you, Father, you're going to give us opportunities to do stuff that's going to make us celebrate. Give us vision, give us hope, give us your love and everything that will cause not just us to celebrate, but the world to celebrate. I actually, I actually missed out an important bit. Because I've got a few don'ts about celebration. One of the things that people complained about this place is a bit of a bubble. It's a bit, um, you know, it's a bit insular. And uh, that's one thing we should never be, is it? We need to share our celebration. We need to take our celebration to other people. And the other thing is, when you're in a place of celebration, sometimes you want to stay there. And we're not static. This place can't move around. We kind of live in a mobile home. In, in, in the Bible, it sometimes talks about living in tents. We need to take our celebration out into the world. We need to keep moving onwards. We're called Horizon, and that's why we're called Horizon, because we need to keep going towards it. Thank you.